Um, but for um, any first timers, my name is Chelsea Johnson. I'm down here in Tallahassee, Florida. And uh, literally, what, three months ago now, a group of coaches, we started out on a seven-day uh, Bible plan for coaches. And at the end of that seven days, you know, all the coaches, you know, agreed that we wanted to keep it going. Because um, we can talk about X's and O's for, you know, as long as we want to. But it, to be in a group that empowers others and just hears a take on servant leadership, how we can better lead those that we serve. That's what we're rooting for. And so today we have Coach Don Brown with us. Um, and Coach, I've watched you for a while. And it's true what they say, you never know who's looking in. I just like what you stand for. I love your leadership. I love your energy. And when I reached out, I just thank you for being so transparent about coming on and talking with us today. So ladies and gentlemen, Coach Don Brown. Oh, wow. Thank you uh, so much, Chelsea, for uh, inviting me on today. Uh, I see one of my former players and my current player, one of my current players are both uh, here on the line. So I'm really excited about sharing some nuggets with everyone. Um, again, just thank you for having me. Uh, right now, I'm currently the head women's basketball coach at University of Arkansas at Pine Bluff. Just completed my first season there and, and really excited about the journey. I definitely um, have to give God the credit for, for the journey that I've been on since I started coaching back in 2010. Without him, um, I really wouldn't be where I am right now today. Um, you know, Chelsea, I, I really don't know exactly what you want me to talk about, what you want me to say. Uh, you can just kind of let me know what you what you want me to do and, and I can get going. Yep. So basically, you know, that's the great thing that about this whole form has been organic. Just, you know, as we talk about servant leadership, you know, we know that takes different faces. But a lot of times we we've delved in and studied how we lead and are we really serving those that we're leading? So, you know, at Arkansas, Pine Bluff, we just want to know what servant leadership looks like for you um, at each stop, maybe before Pine Bluff and now, how you encourage your young ladies and, and what that looks like so we can take some of those nuggets back to our program. Absolutely. Well, um, you know, one of the biggest things that I can say that we talk about um, with our young ladies is service before self. Everything that, that I've done, one of my, my main pillows um, that, that we've kind of always tried to talk about was service before self. Anytime that you're uh, in a servant role that um, you having to be there for others, uh, being able to, to take care of others or to give back to others, you got to be able to put yourself in a situation of service. You want to be able to, to give back to those. And in order to, to serve others, um, you have to know Christ. Um, you know, you, in, you know, in this, in the, the, in the, in the type of field that we're in, you have to kind of be, be cautious of the way that you frame things and the way that you talk about things. Because I can remember when I was first at um, Prairie View Annum University, we had a young lady on the team and, and you know, you can't really discuss a lot about religion, but for her, um, you know, she taught, you know, flat out told us, you know, everybody prays in the locker room, everybody prays before the game. And um, she just, she didn't want to participate in it. And that was okay. So as a coach, that's something else that you have to pretty much kind of adjust to, and you don't really want to force that on someone, you know, it's not really, um, you know, your job to do that, but you still can instill things within them. And so um, those are some things that we, we always talked about and what does that look like so um you know if you have an opportunity to if you have managers on your team and your managers are there those who are 
um, getting ready for practice or doing different things like that, you have an opportunity to where you can come in um, and do those things for, for others. And so, you know, we talk about that because of the fact that if you understand uh, your role, um, your position and, and being able that, you know, we talk about, we, we take our teams to church all the time. So, you know, you, we talk more so of in a servant role because you really and truly can't tap up on religion like that. So, um, one thing that I've, has always kind of kept me grounded, um, I'm actually in my office right now at home is, is the coach's Bible. Um, and this is one of the first gifts that, um, my fiance gave me when we first started dating. Um, and so uh, he's also a coach uh, at Alcorn State University. Just had to plug him in right there for a second. <laughs> but uh, this is something that I do on my daily walk um, every day. I, I read something. It has um, different days, um, uh, different days of the week and different stories. So, you know, I always typically try to, to write stuff down. Uh, but one thing that I've always done uh, that I've been really, really big about is writing the vision and making it plain. So if there's something, there's goals that, that I want to accomplish. If there's, there's things that I want to do, I always write it down. I have notes, um, you know, kind of all throughout, you know, all throughout my Bible that I kind of write and just stick in here. Um, and then one of the things I'll just share with you, this was actually four years ago um, that I wrote and it said, Lord God, let your will be done. I'm praying for this and asking for an opportunity um, I won't say exactly what it is, but, uh, but I actually wrote it down exactly what it is that I wanted. And this was like about four years ago. Um, and at the end of it, you know, I, I wrote Hebrews 7 and 21. And so it talks about, um, in Hebrews 7 and 21, I had already had it. And, um, Hebrews 7 and 21, it says, Hold on, I need some more glasses. Let's see, hold on one second. Sorry about that. I literally just got off one call to jump on here. Chelsea, I'm so I got you. Sorry. No, I got you. So you said Hebrew 7 and 21? Yes, yes, yes. Um, you got it? I got it, yes. So it talks about in, in Hebrew 7. Uh, the chapter seven, it talks about, um, it really talks a lot about greatness. Um, and, and really and truly with you being able to write down the things that you want to see happen uh, for you in the future. And so one thing that we talk about with our young ladies right now is setting goals, writing down those goals for you to have an opportunity to go back and watch them develop. Because we talk about those tangible things, things that you can see and touch and feel. And so a lot of times, you know, like our girls, they say, well, you know, coach, I wanna be the best. I wanna do this, I wanna do that. But you have an opportunity to actually come in and write it down to go back to see exactly how that has unfolded um, in the future. And so that's one thing that, that we always have, have made uh, very, very clear is making sure that you can write the vision and make it plain. And so that's, that, those are some of like the nuggets that we've used uh, with our kids, you know, setting goals, being a servant, uh, serving in leadership roles. Those are all some of the hot topics that I know that we talk about all the time. You know, we are okay with taking our team to church when we play in Mississippi. I've always took my team back to my church 
um, you know, so we can have an opportunity to fellowship because those people that's in our churches, in our church homes right now, they want to be able to, to love on our student athletes. They understand what they go through. And I think that that's always a good thing. If you're in an area to where you can worship with them, we were at Alabama A&M this year. Um, and my team chaplain, when I was at Shorter University, she came in and prayed with the young ladies before the game and talked with them after the game. And then a lot of them, let me tell you, you really don't know what kids that are 18, 19, 20, 21, 22, 23 years old, what they're going through. And a lot of times you take it for granted because of the fact they're just college students. But, you know, even for me, um, one of my former players, she's on here right now, moving, having to move from Las Vegas to Houston or from Sacramento, California to Arkansas, those players, you know, a lot of them need to have that type of grounded foundation and having those people around them. And, you know, our kids now, they're dealing with anxiety. They're dealing with depression. And I've never really experienced it firsthand, but in these last few years, you know, because when I was in school, when I was coming, uh, you know, my teammates, we didn't talk about being depressed. You know, what are you sad for? You know, I mean, my boyfriend just broke up. But, you know, but those are the things that, you know, we really didn't, we didn't spend a lot of time on, on dealing with. Now you have to tap into that. And if you're able to talk about writing those goals down, giving them a place of peace, giving them an opportunity to, to understand, like, you know, where to leave all your burdens and putting all your problems on somebody that's bigger than you. Um, you know, they'll be able to take some of the weight that they have off of themselves and be able to continue to uh, push towards those goals that they wrote down and that they set for themselves initially. Um, so those are like, those are some of the, you know, the nuggets that we've talked about. You know, we talked about following, uh, being good followers, doing, always doing what's right. Um, you know, and that's something that, that you learn yes and no when you were, you know, a toddler and, and teaching our young women to do what's right. Be accountable. And, you know, that can always go back to, you know, uh, some of the Ten Commandments and always, you know, being honest and, 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 and trying to make sure that, you know, you have your heart in the right place. And so for us, um, that's something that we always talk about is being accountable. And being accountable means taking ownership for the things that you've done. Uh, if that's right, if that's wrong, you know, stand up for what you believe, those things that you believe in. And so that has always been something that, um, you know, that we've, we've been able to share with our young women also. I think it's, that's huge coach and especially something that you just touched on um, and well, I don't know, she's to your right on my screen, but Coach Kendra Aaron, that's something that we've been delving into for, you know, what Kendra probably passed three months, even with all this going on, is tapping into our student athletes beyond the athletics, you know, and you're right, these students go through so much, and I'm on the high school level, but you take a kid like me, I left Tallahassee, Florida, and I went up to Salisbury, North Carolina, outside of Charlotte, and, and, you know, played ball at Livingstone College. That was my first time ever leaving the state, you know, to go be somewhere. And it is because it's different. One, it's a learning curve, especially for the kids you talk about leaving California, going to Arkansas, right? Um, they have family matters. But in the midst of what's going on right now, being able to be grounded and rooted enough in our faith so that we can help them. So I think that was really huge and big um, on what you said. So 
um, I appreciate you tapping into that and paying attention to that because these athletes need that. And it's good to see that you're doing that. You, you know, the other thing too, Chelsea, we, we, we've talked about, you know, when I was at Shorter University um, two stops ago before I am where I am right now, um, that was my first time actually working uh, at a Christian university. And so that was a challenge for me. Um, my kids know, you know, um, Coach Brown don't play the radio too much. See, look at Jay. You see, she's over here rolling, laughing with the hat on. That's one of my former players. And so for me, it really stretched me. Um, and, you know, now my, my new players, they will call me soft. That's what they call it. But, <laughs> but I see, <laughs> so they will call me soft, but I don't really, I don't really um, consider it being that, you know, you have to, in order to, to, to talk about some of the things that you want, you know, being a mentor to these young women, uh, being a mom, you having to change who you are because your roles are different. And every year, sometimes you have to go back and look at yourself to see the difference, you know, the things that are different. Even for me now, being engaged, um, you know, it's different. My behavior is different now. So like, you know, the turn up isn't always real. And it's trying to uh, continue to act and model in a Christian type of form. That's something I think that I really and truly was able to embrace when I was at Shorter University because I was brought up in the church. I was junior usher board in the choir, uh, you know, all of this other stuff. You know, I was grew up missionary Baptist from Jackson, Mississippi. And so, you know, Mississippi folk really believe in church. Not not saying that nobody else on here, but you know. We, you know, you talk about that praying grandmother, all of them came out of Mississippi, had some forms of, you know, some hands in Mississippi. So we're just a little bit different. And growing up, I didn't have an opportunity uh, to waver from that. Um, and so now I've been able to be in tune with that a lot more uh, because even, let me tell you what we do, Chelsea, that I learned when I was at Shorter. That's really, really good. This is going to change a lot of people's programs. So this is what we do. And I didn't do this at Prairie View. I just did this my first year. Um, when teams, after we finish playing, we do a unity prayer at half court. And so we invite the visiting teams to come over to pray with us. So we hit hands how we would hit hands normally. And then we, we interact with each other at half court and alter, you know, teams with opponents. And then I have a player on my team to be able to pray. Um, and we always pray for traveling grace. We always pray that, um, that they have an opportunity to, you know, to be able to play the game of, of basketball, to have the gift. And let me tell you why it's important. Because um, back in November, you know, we had a young lady on our team, on our basketball team that was murdered. And that was one of the hardest things that I've ever had to deal with as a coach. I don't, you know, everything that's happened to me, it was nothing compared to getting the news that one of your players had been murdered and, and having to pass that message on to the team. Um, because immediately at that point, you know, you're thinking about the things that you're, how you're going to say it, what you're going to do, like all those things. And that was tough and that was heavy. And, and I'm okay with talking about it. If anybody have any questions, if they were ever in that situation, how we dealt with it. Um, but that was very tough for us. And so for me, Having have already instilled prayer within our team, 
Uh, we were able to get through things together because we knew right then we needed to stop and to pray, to pray for each other, pray for our strength, but more so service before self is praying for this young lady's family, her mother, because that's who's hurting. So those are some of the things that, like I said, we, you know, we've been trying to instill those nuggets without completely trying to change um you know, to change them from feeling like it's basketball. Because anytime you just throw too much on them, when I was at Shorter, um, and, and young ladies who've never been in that environment at a Christian university, you throw it on them, you know, they're giving you a lot of resistance. They're not like really trying to hear complete Bible study every day. So you have to find a unique way to do it. And when I was at Shorter, we talked about what does it look like to be a good wife? And for me, it wasn't even my doing. It was our chaplain. And, and she was a Caucasian woman. And so she was talking to our players about what it looks like to be a good wife. And these are freshmen in college. And so I thought that that was really, at first I was like, you know, why would she be talking to them? But it makes sense because, you know, even if that's not what you were around when you were growing up, but now having somebody to teach you those type of things, how to communicate effectively. This new generation, a lot of times, they don't really know how to communicate. And a lot of that's our fault because we don't communicate with them. We text them. Um, we don't talk to them. We, we're always shooting, sending texts. So we change that too with our program. So in, in order for my phone to ring and any of my players to call me, they only can FaceTime me. We don't talk over the phone so we can see each other so they can learn how to communicate and be more of an effective communicator. I think that's huge, Coach, and it's something you hit on, you know, because, you know, I was talking with one of my colleagues about the lost art, and it's not so much as the primitive roles, but it is. If no one teaches them how to be a wife, how will they ever know how to be a wife? Um, speaking of, just on a sidebar, I saw that you were actually scheduled to get married prior to all this COVID stuff, so I just want to say congratulations and sorry about that. Yeah, thank you. We 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 postponed it to next year, and I told him I'd give him another year to be free. Uh, <laughs> if y'all ain't better know, but yeah, we we postponed to next year. We were supposed to get married Saturday, um, and it's hard because you know dating a coach and being a coach, you only have a small window for everything, kids, everything, and so for us, it just works. And so yet again, we're praying, we're thankful, and and everything will be okay. So thank you for that. Absolutely. I had a question and then we'll open it up to anybody who has any questions or anything for coach. How do you, you know, being that you're a woman of prayer, being that you study and you write the vision and make it plain, how do you weigh that out between the prayers and the wants of your next job move versus where you hear he leads you to be? Uh, let me say this to you. Um, I'll be transparent. You know, I could be transparent in this conversation. Um, I, you know, there's, they, you know, everybody has a, I think everybody would say that they would have a dream job or something that, you know, someplace what they would want to be if everybody can kind of agree to that. Um, and, and for me, uh, my dream job, um, I've had an opportunity to apply for my dream job uh, three times as an assistant. Um, and twice as a head coach. And, and for me, you know, for God to have not given me an opportunity to 
have that dream right now doesn't change the fact that I'm going to get the job one day. Um, God, I, I've really tapped into understanding that, that God doesn't say no. He says, not right now. And for me, um, having an opportunity to do other things, I, I, I kind of get it. You know, even when I transitioned away from Prairie View, it didn't make sense to me why I had to leave at that time, but I had to trust that there was a reason that God was moving me out of that situation at that time. And during the storm, you never really see or you never really understand why God is shifting and moving you in such ways. But after you're able to go back and look back at it, for me, and I'll speak from, you know, just a testimony to myself, uh, not definitely not bragging about it, but for me, even when I was at Prairie View, we had won four championships in the six years that I was there. Um, the player of the year, the tournament MVP, she's sitting here right here watching this right now. So for me, for me, it was, Dawn, your time is done. You've done all that you can do here. And it's time for you to move on to a different situation in a different, in a different environment. And I didn't understand that then. But, but when I saw the light, I understood. And I just started to trust everything that God has been able to do in my life, in my career, in my career. Even being here at University of Arkansas at Pine Bluff, you know, nobody would have thought that I would have been here five years ago. Um, you know, people in our conference, they don't really respect University of Arkansas at Pine Bluff, how, you know, they respect the Texas Southerns and the Southerns and those type of schools. But God placed me here for a reason. And to have the opportunity to be here right now, I, I know it was nobody but him. And, you know, knowing the things that you can do, never, ever waving, wavering from the gift that God has given you, nobody, you know, you know why you're here. You know that God has blessed you with an opportunity to lead, to serve, to motivate, to inspire. You just got to put yourself in a situation to where you trust him and know that if it's time for you to leave or it's time for you to start a new journey, you just have to trust the fact that God will never leave nor forsake you. And you got to be ready just to walk into that light. And so for me, that's just kind of what I've been living by on my day-to-day -day basis is being able to just walk into whatever it is you have for me. I pray all the time, God, whatever it is that you have for me, let your will be done. And then I'm going to have to accept it because I know that I'm in that situation for a reason. And I'm just thankful for it. I'm sorry. I wasn't trying to preach. Hey, that's how it happens. That's what I wanted you to say. And I laughed because I don't know if you saw down here, Coach Huff said, you are preaching, Coach. And I was saying the same thing. I know for a fact in this pandemic, in this side of the year, where typically jobs are let go higher anyway. And of course, this pandemic brought a whole new wave to what that looks like. That was a word that many of us on here needed to hear. So it was meant, and I appreciate you for that. So, guys, uh, the floor is open for any questions or comments that you have for Coach. Y'all know I can let them rip, so I'm going to let y'all have a minute. Hey, Coach. This is Kendra Aaron. Um, Chelsea had mentioned me earlier, but we have been talking so much about how 
important it is for us to really pay attention to our student athletes. And I think it's funny because a lot of times I think coaches think that we have to do all the basketball stuff. We have to do all of that and only that, and that's the only way that we'll be successful. And what I've learned, especially in the past few years, because I used to be, I used to be the kind of coach that would be like, just do it. I don't care, just do it. You know what I mean? And not pay attention to that. There's so much more to that. And now I'm a life coach and being a life coach has completely, well, being a life coach, I became a mom, all of that stuff has changed the way that you look at things for sure. And, um, and it makes me evaluate things that are way beyond basketball and basketball becomes the last. And then what's crazy is when we actually do that, everything else falls into place and everything else, because like you said, then they gain your trust. Then they get to have fun for the other stuff and they're not stressed about the other stuff because we're paying attention to the stuff off the court and now it's being addressed. So I really appreciate you addressing that. That was something that was really awesome. And, and I'm, I'm appreciating you just coming in here and I know you were a little bit flustered because everything going on, but you pulled it together. And even just you showing us like, this is what I do. Here's the thing that, uh, here's the coaching Bible that I have. This is what I do. And that is so much, that has so much meaning to us. And there's probably so many of us that needed to just even see that. So thank you. You're welcome. I, I really appreciate that. And, and you're absolutely right. Having to pay attention to our student athletes is something that we have to do a better job of as coaches. Um, I had, um, I was actually a, a part of a program before where we had a young lady that was suicidal and, and like, you know, do you want to really put that in your hands to where you don't want to talk to somebody about that with that student? And because it was reported directly to me, I had to have to have a conversation with someone about it. And the student was mad at me because they're like, coach, I'm confiding in you and I'm trusting you. But all that I could think about is if something had happened and I'm the only one that knew that, I wouldn't, I wouldn't even worry about the consequences down the road. I would be, I wouldn't be able to rest well knowing that I could have had an impact in that person's life or changed her life, his or her life. So that's one thing, like you said, I was, you know, I was, Kendra, I was that coach. JJ, she's on here. Um, iPad too. I, y'all be all right, move. Come on, let's go, let's go. But, but get on the line, let's run, but, but let's do this. And so now, because our students are having to take on more of a, more of a, uh, more, more responsibilities at home. You know, I, I got kids, you got to send that check home. I need, mama needs some of the refund money. And so, you know, I've had student athletes to come to college, parents didn't even give them, give them feminine products. Just go, you going to school, go. And these kids have to deal with this stuff. And as coaches, you really have to try to tap into and tap into what's going on in their lives and being able to have a spiritual sounding board for them. Um, and it's okay. Cause sometimes I would tell my kids all the time, can I pray for you? Can I pray with you? Like, but also teaching them how to pray sometimes, you know, why kid, coach, I don't know what to say. Well, just talk, just talk. I don't want to overstep anybody, but I think that's important. And my young ladies, I wrote down and underlined, encircled, and starred, 
something you said when you first hopped on here. You said you can't force them, but you can instill it in them. And I think that's it. You know, this generation, shoot, even us as adults, we rebel against what we don't know. All right. If it's foreign to us, we're going to rebel simply because it's outside of my comfort zone. That's been the biggest conversation that I approached with my young ladies. And it's funny, you know, I didn't know any of these experiences before you came on today, but I too had a student in my very first few years of coaching who died, um, not in the same way by any stretch, but, you know, by a bus crash. And that's hard to have to share that information, you know, to these students and they don't know how to grieve, they don't know how to cope. I mean, even us as adults still have issues with that. And then, you know, I've been in that position when I had a player who unfortunately, you know, attempted suicide and that was confided in us and we had to tell people and it was multiple times. So you're right. There's so many things that these students are going through. And I think with maturity, you know, exactly what you said, I instill in them. They watch what you do. I know they do because I did. And so they're with you more than me. They're with you all the time. And I know they watch what you do. And I think that's the biggest thing. You know, we can speak it all we want to, but it's what we show them. And, you know, prayer is a conversation, you know, and, and when we speak to them in that, in that manner and after practice, you know, before the game, and we will, we'll just say, hey, you know, so-and-so, tell God what's on your heart. And even if it's God, help us not to get hurt. Amen. We celebrate that because that's a prayer. That's what you're asking. And that's important, you know, especially those seasons when the, the, the injury bug hits you more than anybody else. And so it, it, then the next couple of games, when it rolls back to them, it goes to two sentences. And by the end of the season, you're walking into a locker room and they're praying before you even got in there. And so I love what you said by not forcing it, because when you force their rebel, but when you instill that into them, it's not only there while they're with you, but when they leave you, much like the players that you have on this call, I'm pretty sure, you know, that's helped them come a long way to, to introduce that prayer life by themselves. I know, um, you know, also for, for some of our players, too, it's also a good thing for them to hear you pray, uh, because for me, like I know, um, you know, I have Trocity Todd and she's on here now. Like, you know, we've had kids to say, okay, coach, like, you know, it's like, you know, kids don't know we pray as coaches. They don't know that. And so for them to be able to see that side of you also allows them to surrender more of who they are because they know that, you know, if, 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 if they don't ever really see that side of you, um, you know, I think that sometimes, they'll put themselves in a situation where they won't overexert for you. But if they know that you're praying for them, you're praying with them and they're able to see those things, I think that, that it, it can, it can be so impactful that it could be a shift in your season. It could be something as a shift in your season, because once we started praying at UAPB this year, I had so many people walk up to me and was like, wow, like, why did, you know, wh where did that come from? And, and God just placed it on my heart for us to be able to do that. And, and it's unfortunate because a lot of times um, there were some other teams in the conference that didn't want to, to join us. And that was okay because my kids at first was like, well, Coach Dow, they don't even want to pray with us. And that's okay. But, but that team would remember what you're doing. And there may be somebody on that team five years down the road that becomes a basketball coach and they may decide that they want to have a unity prayer. So we talk about those things also, not, not really dimming your light, 
because people don't understand your shine. Like, it is what it is. You're so right. And it's, there's a couple of coaches. Um, one is coach Jody price. Um, she's at a Christian school down here in Tallahassee and she's on, you know, majority of the time here. And then there's another coach. He's at another Christian school, um, McClay, and they do that as a practice. And I remember, uh, when I began coaching 11 years ago now, and when I first saw it, and I'm like, wow, this is amazing. And you're right. It changes the culture, not only, um, but the competition, because, you know, you have some teams that it can, at, it can now at this point be true competition. It removes all those other antics because the viewpoint is different, you know, and, and I think that's amazing um, to watch. It's amazing to, you know, hear that you all are doing it at college level. And like you say, you know, my kids, when they hear me pray, it's like, okay, pastor. And I'm like, no, but you're right. It changes their perspective on who you are. And we talked about this a couple of calls ago about doing, you know, the Daniel fast um, and fasting with our players and doing Lent with our players. We had a coach uh, Graves on here and he was saying he did that at Oregon. And it does, it gives them a change of perspective on who you are. They have this mindset that we're larger than life, that we can't be touched because we're the coach and then there's this huge space and now here we are the players and that's not the case. You know, one of uh, my godmothers on the line every day and she also helps out with the staff and she, you know, we have players now who recently graduated. One of them, she's so churchy and it was just so amazing to me because she didn't want to show that during her ninth grade year. After she met us and the season went by, she prayed, she sung, she even shouted and didn't care who, you know, that was, that was her weapon, her praise. And so I just appreciate you fostering that. You're so right. It actually can change not only your basketball season, but the seasonal shifts in their lives as they become, you know, adults. Uh, Coach, Coach Brown, um, good, good having you on this call. Uh, I want to make three points um, regarding what's going on today. Um, I, I'm probably the oldest coach on this call, even though I'm a high school coach. I'm down the college game in the high school. When I started in 2009, I used to say this quite often, and I had to learn to stop saying it. I used to tell my kids in 2009, act like you have some home training. Act like you have some home training. Boy, was I wrong about that. I didn't realize that the training that these kids were going to get, if I didn't provide it, they weren't going to get it. So I had to change my whole course of coaching because coaching is nothing like what we all probably got into it for or, or thought we were getting. We thought we were getting the X and O's and love the game, but we didn't realize how much home training that we had to provide for our kids. And, and each year it gets bigger and bigger and greater and greater of the type of things that we have to share. That's my point number one. Uh, my point number two is when God calls you and has a calling in your life for a position or a job, it's kind of hard to question. I hear this all the time as a male coach in girls' sports. Uh, coach Daniels, I couldn't coach some girls. I couldn't coach some girls. I, I don't know how you do it. I couldn't coach some girls. And my response to it, I know you couldn't coach those girls because you were not called to do it. I was called to do it. I was called to do it. I don't know how you do it. Well, I know how I do it. It's not me, God. Um, when, when God asked me to do this some years and years ago, I did question. I said, now look, I always coached knucklehead boys, rustyhead boys. I ain't never want to deal with them girls. But God made it real clear to me that as a black male, as a Christian male, as a father, as a husband, 
And as a parent, that's where he wanted me. And now, some 15, 20 years later, I don't even question my place in terms of girls' basketball. I don't even question it. As often as I hear the same question over, I don't know how you do it. By the grace of God, he prepared me for this. And every year, I'm more than convinced that I'm supposed to be there. My third point um, is your model. Your model. You model yourself. I've been in the business for 15 years at the high school level. And my kids, you won't hear one girl in my program that use profanity. I'm not going around saying, look, girls, I don't, have, I don't put up with that. But see, they know that's not my style. And that's not what I do. That's not. And as far as your Christian walk, you don't have to be walking in practice with a whistle and a Bible. What you do have to say is that, okay, well, I can't do that Sunday because I'll be in church. Well, we can't practice at 530 because I'll be in Bible study. Or we can't do that on that Sunday because that's the Lord's day. You can say things direct, but very indirect in regards to, and you don't have to pray with them. You can say, well, I'm going to pray for you. I'm going to pray for your family, or I'm going to pray for that situation. Those are just three points as, as you share some, what you shared or whatever that I just kind of thought through that uh, God just have an awesome way of making decisions about where he wants us and when he wants us, where he wants us. So I just wanted to share that with him. Thank you for your time, okay? Coach, you know, you know Coach James, I, I definitely have to tell you that I appreciate you um, really and truly embracing your gift and your calling that God has given you. Um, because of the fact that I've worked with men uh, on my staff on the collegiate level, um, you know, it's, it's you, you, you know, your role as a high school uh, ball coach is, isn't, isn't going to go unnoticed. And, and we're not going to, you know, a lot of times, you know, people thinking that division one is the ceiling, but it's not the ceiling. Uh, being able to inspire and impact lives in whatever capacity that you have is the ceiling because it may not be your, your mission. Your God may not have saw that you needed to be a division one um, college ball coach, but, but your, your role and your capacity is really and truly just as important as our roles um, in our capacity. Because, I mean, let's call a spade a spade right now with everything that we do have going on in the country for us being, you know, black and black leadership roles. Um, all of those are just as important, but for you even having to be able to help mold student athletes to come to our programs so that they can come in ready because even for like Jeanette Jackson, Jeanette Jackson and, and Trocity Titan, two of my former players, one of my former players on the call and one of my current players on the call, I literally can count on one hand how many times I've heard those young women use profanity in my presence. I know when JJ came in, she was always respectful, was always, yes, ma'am, no, ma'am, yes, sir, no, sir. They get that from you all, from, from you all as high school coaches. Because if you can put your foot down and help mold them and, and help teach them what's important and those things to value going into college, it makes our jobs a lot more easier. When they come out of programs that where that they're treated like pros, because it's such a great program, those are the ones that we have the most problems with uh, that end up being in a portal by year three anyway. So I really appreciate it, you know, and, I, and I'm being honest, like, and I'm just not bragging on Jeanette because JJ is on here, but she came in as a freshman averaging six to eight points a game, waiting on her turn, understanding. But when we get these prima donna kids 
coming out of high school who's entitled and it comes from the home training of entitlement that's enforcing that entitlement for their students. It's harder for us because we have to pull back so many more layers to get to the core. But I really applaud you um, for your work and, your, and you standing grounded on your beliefs with your group of girls because we need to be able to, to inherit more young women from those type of programs to make our, our jobs a lot easier. Anybody else? Oh, hi, Mama. <laughs> She's cute, Coach Price. Well, I thank you so much, Coach, um, for just being open. I know that as, you know, these days and weeks start to go by and things are opening back up and you guys are getting back in it, I can only imagine what your schedule looks like. So I thank you so much just for agreeing to come and talk with us. Even though you got hemmed up, you jumped right on. And as Kendra said, jump right in. And I appreciate it. And I think that's one of the most beautiful things about uh, what this group has been able to do the past couple of months. It's been so transparent. And, and, I, and I think, no, I know that it's connected because these coaches and their success are so humble um, and they're so transparent and God honors that. And, you know, I sat here and I'm like, oh my God, these names, these coaches, and I'm so shocked every time that they just say yes, but I'm realizing that that's a part of how God is continuing to bless you all because you continue to bless others around you, no matter what position you get in. And so I appreciate you so much for, for just being here, coach, and doing that. So I'll allow you uh, to say any closing words you want to say or leave us with, and um, we'll say a prayer and get out. Uh, one of the things that um, that I definitely want to do is thank you for having me here. Um, you know, I think, Chelsea, I, you know, I got a text from um, Coach Simmons this morning, um, you know, and he was talking about you and saying a lot of great things about you. So I really appreciate God putting it on your heart in order for you to even start this up. Um, you know, I, uh, coach Erica Anderson is on the call. She worked alongside with me when I was at Prairie View. She's doing big things down there at Paul Quinn. I know if you ask her, you know, put her on the list, you know, in the next few weeks, I know she's going to probably text me. I know that she'll, she'll be more than willing and ready, uh, to jump on also. So, um, Erica is a rock star. I really appreciate her for tuning in, tuning in coach price. You know, I, I appreciate him. I'm just thankful for everyone that's here. And the only thing that I want you to take with you um, and moving forward is continue to, to serve and do God's work and, and trust the process. Everybody talks about trusting the process, really and truly embracing the process and knowing that wherever you are, no matter how good, how bad it may be, how, you know, you, we have an opportunity to do a lot of things that people have been beating down the doors to do for years and years and years. Um, and you don't want to ever take that for granted. You know, I just finished um, at my, my first season winning seven conference games. I can't, you know, seven conference games. But, but, but God, and I know that everything that you go through uh, transitions you for a better opportunity. When we were at Prairie View, my last little piece, when we were at Prairie View, um, Chelsea, and this is a testimony, we went 0-11 in the preseason, my first year as a head coach. Um, I was an assistant won three championships under Toya Wilson. I got my first job. I'm, I'm a head coach. I'm a division one head coach. I got it. Step in, 
we go 0-11 in the preseason. So you can only imagine what people were saying. You know, they didn't gave her this job. And, and they own an 11 and, and they don't want three championships in a row. And, and I'm sure that there were a lot of people at that point were sending AD all type of text messages and, and emails about, you know, finding a new women's basketball coach. But what I did was I had a moment where I was sitting down and I was talking to my staff and I said, we got it. We got it. We just got to trust the fact that God has us here for a reason. So what we did at that point was we, we rounded everybody together, the girls on the team and everybody. And I explained to them, you know, because it's hard transitioning into a new role a lot of times. Let me tell you, you move from that assistant seat to that head seat and you think that it's the same, it's the same ship. It's not. It's not. And so, you know, not to say that, that it, was a, it wasn't an easy transition because it wasn't. But for me, having to regroup and after you were in a – in a losing in a losing season, not not a con, I'm I'm referring to winning season, losing season, not like um not going above 500. That's not what I'm referring to. I'm referring to us being losing 11 games. We really and truly had to trust God and know that that you know we we worked too hard not to be able to be rewarded for our work. So continue to trust God because I could have easily laid down. We could have easily given up. But having an opportunity to continue to understand your purpose, it's, it's not by coincidence that you're where you are right now. It's by design. And you have to continue to trust the fact that God will not put you in a situation that you cannot handle. So if you trust him and you really and truly know him and you love him and you believe and you honor the things that he has already promised you, then you'll know that anything that you are able to endure or go through, you're going to be blessed out of it. So, and Chelsea, I can end with prayer. I can pray for- That would be great. I think Coach Price has something for you though. You have okay, any? Coach. Hey, good, good uh, afternoon. I was looking at the time. Um, I just wanted to say uh, how proud I am of you, Dawn. Uh, I just, the things that you've done, uh, I've always admired you, uh, have, have admired your work and the things that you have done. I know the, the, uh, the setbacks that you went through throughout this business. And uh, I just wanted to commend you because a lot of people would have given up if they had not had that faith that you, that you have had throughout the years. So I just want to commend you just for staying the course, uh, allowing something that was a setback to become a way of being a comeback for you. And I just want to say how proud I am of you. Well, I really, I really appreciate that, Ryan. Um, one thing that I have to give credit to is my fiance. It wasn't easy. You know, him being um, a 20 year vet in, in, in college coaching and coaching in general, you know, in high school, you know, I was able to lean on him. And that's another thing that we talk to about our kids is making sure that their circle is grounded and they're having a, a strong sounding board. And he has been that for me because I know that there were days that I wanted to give up and he had to then remind me of my faith. And when we were able to get through things together, because I mean, you know, even for him being a college coach, um, you know, I was transitioning out of Prairie View while he was transitioning out of, out of uh, Texas Southern. And so we were able to lean on each other and, and really and truly kind of be each other's rock. And for us to be able to be where we are right now, 
you know, we trust the fact that we know that it was, it's, it's been God that has been able to continue to remind us of who we are and the things that he's promised us. So I really appreciate that, Ryan. You know, I love you. And anytime that you want to get me in, I know you got celebrities in on your uh, Zoom calls and stuff. You know, I, I'm, I'm available. I just, just let me know. I, you know, give me a little window. I'll be there. But um, if there's anything else, Chelsea, I'm not trying to take over. I just, I'll, I'll be able to pray whenever. I was going to ask you anyway. So, you know, it was right on time. Are we good? As the old folks say, all hearts and minds clear. <laughs> all right, on you, Coach Brown. Heavenly Father, we come to you today thanking you for this day. Lord God, we thank you for this opportunity to grow in the game. Lord, these are coaches helping other coaches to come, to come together to be the best version of ourselves that we can possibly be. Lord, we thank you for an opportunity to be a vessel in the community, to continue to inspire and help grow our young women today, to help, sh to help mold them into becoming the women that we know that they can be. Lord God, I just ask that you continue to bless over everyone that's on this call. Lord God, keep us covered right now with everything that we're going through uh, within our community, within our United States. Lord God, as a community, as a black community, as a whole, Lord God, continue to bless and keep us and, and, and let us know that through you, we can get through anything. All things are possible through you, Christ Jesus. We thank you. I thank you for this moment of fellowship. Lord God, thank you for using Chelsea to have a vision, to continue to pour into coaches and coaches helping coaches, Lord God, because that's what we have to do. A lot of times in this profession, you know, Father, we, we could be so envious of each other. We could so, you know, worry and focus on other people's dreams and their accomplishments. Lord God, I, I ask that you right now that you just give us the spirit to worry about self, Lord God, so we can be the best version of ourselves that we can possibly be. We thank you. We love you. We lift you. Continue to do your work within our lives. In Jesus Christ's name, I pray. Thank you. Amen. Amen. Powerful, Coach. I see why your players be like, okay, Coach. Uh, well, I appreciate you so much. I really do. I know you have a lot on your plate, but thank you just for spending the hour with us to grow and be better. Um, for your players that are on, thank you guys for being on here and supporting Coach as much as she supported you. And for everybody else on the call, thank you for being here because we can grow and learn together. And tomorrow, same time, same place, we're going to have Coach Kurt Hines, uh, motivational speaker and football coach, who's going to be here. He's amazing. Uh, he and I, you know, I talked and saw a lot of his things. So I look forward to hearing him tomorrow. So if you guys need us, there's a couple of um, info and numbers and Twitter and things in the chat box. I won't log off just yet, but thank you guys so much. And I'll see you guys tomorrow. Same time, same place. Thanks, coach. Thank you.